0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to episode 185 of the Pride podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Calvin Megatron Johnson and his whole weekend of making it to the Hall of Fame. We also have the Detroit Lions just signed a cornerback to the roster. And we also have some Dan Campbell news on his starter minutes this weekend against the Bills All on episode 185 of the Pride Podcast. pick in the 2021 NFL
1: Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell,
0: tackle, Oregon. He's gonna run it straight in. Jared, go! Yes. Yes. down, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkins. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh baby, how big
2: is it? yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 185 on the blue warrior network i am your host tyler joined by my co-host as always my main co-host here how you doing my man
1: i am doing great man it feels good to like be off of spotify and be back in our like normal kind of schedule Setting,
2: yeah like no it, yeah dude, i haven't done that intro in two months almost like it, it's been a minute
1: and i yeah. guess just
2: a quick like
1: you know how should we tell them the breaking news should we tell them the breaking news of the new schedule or the lions will breaking news we fired malcolm guys we fired malcolm
2: <laughs> Oh, I thought people knew that
1: already. Okay,
2: never mind. Oh, yeah. Well, we fired Malcolm, so he's not here with us, unfortunately, today. If, if you guys enjoyed him. You know, I don't know. Keep tabs with him on Twitter or something like that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> he's fired off of the show, so yeah, Malcolm's gone. But nothing is gone. No, um, you
2: know, that's, that's one of the house-cleaning items I had to mention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess real quick, you know, why we haven't been doing regular episodes. So, we've been doing Spotify Green Rooms, two episodes per week on Spotify. But once the regular season gets uh, get going, actually the preseason – we're going to start doing normal episodes again on this setting and then also doing the Spotify Groom. So a lot of episodes coming forward, so stay tuned for that. And then actually stay tuned for Friday, the first Lions preseason versus the Bills. We're going to be live before the game and right after the game on Spotify Groom. So if you want to be there live, you could be there. If you can't make it, don't worry. You could always re-listen to it on your podcast platform wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, or wherever. Okay with that being said now let's get into our episode now we have a wait wait
1: one more thing tyler yeah just so the listeners know we actually did not fire malcolm we were joking
2: oh Oh, i thought we did
1: no we didn't that's awkward sorry malcolm (laughs) tyler doesn't want you here
2: that's awkward (laughs) 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 all jokes aside all right Now let's get into our our legitimate show topics now because this has been a minute since we've actually done, you know, a show topics on this setting instead of just doing the live show, but it's fine. It's all good. Um, So we got Kelvin Johnson being inducted to the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk briefly about that. And we're going to talk about some Lions transactions, so some injuries. And then the Lions actually signed a cornerback. We'll get into that a little later in the episode. And then what's Dan Campbell's plan for this first preseason game? We're also going to get into that. But let's start off with the Hall of Famer number 81 Calvin Johnson. Here I'm going to start off with you man. So just me and you today. Um Calvin Johnson being inducted to the Hall of Fame, obviously no surprise here, but you know anything from that speech that kind of took, you know, you know anything that was memorable for you or just the career that Calvin Johnson I guess, had in general.
1: Yeah, first of all, I just want to say like Calvin Johnson is one of the main reasons why I got into football. I became a fan in 2009, so him and like a young Stafford that got me into football. Um, he was He's just different. I've never seen an athlete like just go about his business the way he does. He's very humble on the field. He doesn't really celebrate anything. Off the field, he's a great guy, great family guy. Um, did, did, a, did a lot for the community. But this, when he said this, I was like, yeah man, you're right. So this is what he said in his speech. He, he said, like he's talking to Detroit. You have loved me and my family unconditionally over these 15 years. Michigan is our home, Detroit is our city. And Lions fans are our pride. Like, I actually felt that when he said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing,
2: uh, obviously, the whole Kelvin Johnson situation is that, you know, he's not one of those ambassadors for the Detroit Lions just because of, obviously, how terms ended with the Lions and how terms ended with his side. And it just sucks from a fan perspective because Kelvin, like you said, got in so many fans. Like, I would say our age group, anywhere from your age group to mine, I think, calvin johnson and stafford were like the two main forces of like what pulled them in so like you know malcolm his main force of being a lion's fan was barry sanders our generation was calvin johnson that kind of pulled us in and made us lions fan and you know obviously barry sanders had a bit of a rocky ending with the lions as well but they made that up and you know now you see barry sanders he's kind of like an ambassador for the lions and he does a lot of things for the lions and you know i think for our generation it would be awesome if kelvin Johnson's out there week one you know hyping up alliance fans you know I think that would be so sweet it just sucks of you know the relationship with the organization and one of the best players ever to play for this organization one of the best receivers in NFL history and it's just it, it, it literally sucks because like I said man he should be out there with this team he should be one of the main you know forces with this team you know and, and you know marketing and everything and, and we just don't have that. And, you know, he'd even mentioned the lions once in his speech. Really? Uh, it was mainly just, you know, the city of Detroit and, and the fans, but, and right. his teammates, obviously and his coaches, but didn't really mention anything with, within the organization, which I don't know. I mean, I didn't expect him to, but it just, it sucks though. But obviously, you know, this is a well-deserved move by Kelvin Johnson. He deserves to be a hall of famer. He brought us so many good memories. Um, I, you know, I want to speak quickly on my favorite memory of Kelvin Johnson. I would say it's 2014, week one, Monday Night Football, Lions versus Giants, Stafford slinging that ball to Kelvin. I would say that game specifically, like I was always a Lions fan, but that game specifically, I think like drawed me into be like a diehard Lions fan. Like that Monday Night game, I, I was just so locked in with the team. I was so invested. That's when I created my page. I was in eighth grade at that time. That's like like I was so locked in every transaction. I was everything with Alliance. Like that game just got me sucked in that season in general. And obviously Kelvin Johnson was a big say to that, to that, um, that game and just that season in general, but, um, well-deserved, like I said, hall of famer. So congratulations to Kelvin Johnson. You deserve it. Um, wish your career could have lasted a little longer with Detroit, but I understand why, um, the, why you left the game, but overall, Great career by Kelvin Johnson. Great speech by Kelvin Johnson. It was a good night for Kelvin Johnson. And I would love to see the Lions organization, but it, it was not.
1: <laughs> All right. Um. It seems like the Lions and Kelvin are trying, like, the Lions are trying to work something out. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if it will necessarily be this year, but it seems like a resolution could be coming.
2: Uh, just your quick advice on this. Uh, you know, the Lions offered him $1.6 million.
1: And but declined, it was, like, kind of like. It was like in three years, though, right? It was like a three-year one point one point five, and then so five hundred thousand a year, and then a hundred or I'm sorry, yeah, like a hundred thousand towards um, his uh, one of his charities, right? A charities or his foundation or something, yeah. But like it's kind of complicated too with the NFL rules and stuff. The way that works. So I don't know if the Lions could do more, or maybe they could offer more instead of five hundred. They maybe offer more money. I don't know exactly how the NFL rules work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they are trying.
2: So it just seems like it's too late now. I feel like the damage has already been done. Like it, it should have happened on I the agree spot. With off. That. Like
1: you shouldn't yeah. ask like a star, like an All Pro star, a guy yeah. who basically put fans in the seats Jersey to get back. 1.6 million or whatever, like bro. Andrew Luck retired and no. Erse said you could keep all that money. We don't want it from you. Yeah, that was think, the right thing
2: to do. I think that's what that's what the right organization should do in that, you know, that position right there. And I thought like right. and and we've praised how the Lions handled the, the Matthew Stafford situation this year. I thought they handled that situation Absolutely. like very good. It, it and it just sucks though because I wish they can go back in time the way they treated maybe the Kelvin or the Matthew Stafford situation. I wish they treated that with the Kelvin Johnson situation. Either if he retires and you give him his money back, or um, if, he, if he wants to play for another team and he just doesn't want out. I understand two different si- situations because the Lions were in a different situation when Kelvin wanted out uh, compared to when Stafford wanted out. I mean, this is a whole new regime right now in Detroit when Stafford wanted out. So it made more sense. So I, I understand it, but I don't know.
1: When you look at the when they asked the money back, I believe it was Bob Quinn's first year as a GM and um, Rodswood's first year as a president. Yeah. So, and, you know, Bob Quinn came from that Patriot way. Rod Wood didn't know much about that stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Rod Wood just didn't know much about, like, the NFL side. He just knew more about, like, the the business side of things. So the Patriot way type of stuff comes in here. You got an experienced president, and you see where the mistake was made. For sure. For sure. Ownership, obviously, our ownership is not really hands-on. Sheila is more hands-on. I kind of like that. You like the previous the previous, one yeah. yeah, the previous Lions owners just have let like their GMs and head coaches do whatever they want. They're doing this now too, but I feel like Sheila's just more like a little more involved, which is nice to see. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So we'll see what that ends up doing in the future. But like we said, we've praised how the Stafford situation was handled this offseason. And that's how I think it should have been handled with the Kelvin John situation, regardless if you retired or want, just want to continue playing and want it out. But
1: Yeah.
2: All right. That's the pass. Kelvin Johnson Hall of Famer, again, congratulations to Kelvin Johnson. Well-deserved.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Let's get into now the Lions transaction. The Lions went out and signed a defensive back, a veteran defensive back, with um, Quentin Dunbar and Corn Elder. Corn Elder has been out of practice with an apparent injury, and then Quentin Dunbar has been out of practice with a uh, apparent personal issue, according to Campbell. So the Lions go out uh, this afternoon and sign cornerback Nikhil Roby Coleman, former Los Angeles Rams, so obviously has a connection with Holmes, Ray Agnew, Aubrey and all those guys, has a right. connection with those guys. Uh, Lions bring him on a one-year deal. Quick thoughts on, you know, the line-side Nicole Ruby Coleman?
1: So, um, he was a little bad last year with the Eagles, but, like, everyone was bad with the Eagles last year, even our guy Slay. So, when you look at, like, well, Slay wasn't as bad, but, like, he didn't play to his standards. When, when you look at Coleman with the uh, uh, Rams, he was solid with them. He was pretty good with them. And then you have Pleasant in there, and, like you said, Brad Holmes and Ray Agnew. And then you bring in that Corn Elder, as the backup nickel to Mike Ford. He's He's dealing with an injury, and Quinn Dunbar's personal reasons. You need bodies, right? You yeah. need that. And when you only have, like, pretty much one true nickel corner right now, I think it's Mike Ford. After that, there's much. So you bring in this guy who's experienced, who knows, like, who's comfortable with these people. The coach knows him. They know what he brings to the table. I like it. It's a good signing. At best, he'll make the team. At worst, he's cut, and Detroit doesn't really, like, lose anything out of it.
2: I thought something that was kind of fascinating was that Nicole Roby Coleman on the depth chart already higher than Cornell Well,
1: that's just, like, the media depth chart. So, I would yeah. like,
2: it's not the coaches. No, that's um, the depth chart. But, like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of fascinating.
1: Yeah, we also did mention, like, we thought Cornell would win the nickel job. Like, yeah. back when we first... I think it's Mike recording. Ford now. Right now, it's definitely
2: Mike Ford. Mike Ford has an edge. As long as there's no injuries, I think it's a coup Ford, and the nickel.
1: Yeah, and uh, then your top backup is probably uh, Dunbar. And then Nicole yeah. Roby-Coleman's probably after him. Coleman and then Elder are probably battling
2: for that second nickel spot, I'd say. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, there's no guarantee both of them make the team. I don't know if they carry all of them, because you have to carry with too, as well. So right. How many, so how many corners are you going to carry on the team? So I
1: don't know That's if they That's the carry. thing, we don't know. And then they've also had these two undrafted guys who have impressed. Yeah, Jacobs. Uh, Jerry Jacobs and AJ Parker. So So, there is actually some good outside depth, but the nickel depth is kind of weak right now.
2: So, right now you have Ford, Elder, now Roby Coleman. That's it, right? And AO could play there if you need him him to.
1: Uh if he could play also in like big like when like he's yeah. matched up against big receivers, but he's he's more of a developmental guy. Right you would I mean, assume somewhere. this is
2: kind of, this is a year you probably assume Malafanvo doesn't really have much of a role at least the first month and a half in the season. He's probably gonna be like a healthy scratch almost every game, I would assume.
1: Or maybe uh, it depends his, on his
2: special teams. I wanna yeah, see how he
1: looks on uh Friday, yeah. Friday, see how they play him because we don't really know like yeah, they released a depth chart. Yeah, but we don't that's not like an official try. once you see guys who are playing like earlier Those guys likely are like more like of a lock kind of to make the roster sort of or to like just see like their playing time Yeah, for
2: sure So if he's on the first team special teams, that's gonna be intriguing as well in But I wouldn't be shocked if he's one of those guys. that's just a healthy scratch every week Just yeah, kind like how Amani was, Amani was yeah. just, just, just with the depth they have right now. They don't right. need to force it to any situation right now Yeah. Just develop the guy. Don't
1: let, don't make him lose his confidence. And yeah.
2: I think I like the Roby Coleman signing too, because we're not forcing him to be a starter right now. I think that if we could have our healthy three right now, a Ford, a Cuda and AO, I think that'd be a solid three going into the season. And then if anything were to happen to the nickel, I would feel pretty comfortable if uh, Nicole Roby Coleman had to come in the game and, you know. Who, are, If someone had to go down in the nickel or something like that, I would be comfortable enough of, if Robbie Coleman came in the game. I would be fine with that.
1: I think he could start. Like, right he now, I, obviously, Mike Ford is impressing. But I think
2: I think Mike Ford yeah. is going to
1: that job, so I don't see uh, yeah, it. Yeah.
2: But if Mike Ford starts to struggle, let's say, like, towards, the you know, the start of the season, you know, I don't think the Lions would have a problem pulling Mike
1: Ford, and, you know, starting uh, Nicole Robbie Coleman at all. Or, like, say, like, Hopefully this doesn't happen, but say one of those like outside corners goes out. Maybe uh, they put Ford to the in. They like Ford more on the outside, and that's they possible. put in Roby Coleman on in the inside. Like there is because Ford is versatile. He could play inside and outside. Yeah, it that's
2: depending on the Dunbar situation at that point. If he's right, be- right, I'm just yeah. like
1: yeah, yeah. I mean the Lions got a
2: lot of versatility with this cornerback position right now. You know if. 'Cause they got guys who can play multiple positions the outside and the nickel. So right. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. So I I overall like the signing. Um with this move, they ended up waving a guy that unfo- or came on our podcast, I shouldn't say unfortunately came on our podcast, but unfortunately got waived, uh, D'Angelo Amos, he uh undrafted safety uh from Virginia. That's where it was, yeah. Virginia. He got uh waived today. So, you know, that sucks because he was a guest on our pod. Great guy. But You know, hopefully he he can land another job if it's maybe here again or maybe with another team. Hopefully the best for him. Um, And then I want to get into our last topic right now. And that's what Dan Campbell said. We kind of got into it a little bit. Uh, Dan Campbell says week one this Friday, first preseason game at Ford Field versus the Bills that starters are expected to play about a quarter, about a quarter. Are you shocked? By this news by Dan Campbell, did you expect starters to be playing at all in this preseason? Or if it was, did you expect them week one?
1: I'm not shocked by it because remember with like, I don't know with picture, but with Caldwell, Caldwell played as starters like a little in the first quarter. Do you remember that? So I'm not really shocked by that. Plus, these guys need like reps, right? They need to go against other competition. They've been practicing against the same dudes. It's good to see what they have, like what they have against other another team.
2: and. I think with an offensive line too, you want to kind of get you want to get them gel together going into the season. Absolutely. Especially especially when you have some young guys too like Panai Su was a rookie, you kind of want him to get some reps versus other yeah. guys so they can kind of gel together going to week 1. Big V's playing a new position this year playing more guard now instead of the tackle position. So you kind of want them all to gel and mesh together because you know, you got some moving factors on this offensive line. A lot of it's the same guys, but they're in different spots now, so you kind of want them to gel so they're ready for week 1. And then I would say if we saw Matthew Stafford, we probably wouldn't see him week one. But I think Jared Goff needs to prove that he could be the guy. Like, obviously, he's going to be the guy going forward into the season. But, like, he needs the reps versus other teams because, you know, he hasn't been, like, absolutely sharp this whole, like, training camp process. So he needs some reps versus other teams as well and seeing different defenses. So I think it's going to be – you know, beneficial for Jared Goff going to the season, getting some reps in the preseason. And then even some of these young guys. I mean, they have so many young guys at like the receiving core and the defense. I think they're all going to be beneficial snaps for them, especially
1: versus the other guys like we mentioned. And then Tyler, what do we say? Like, you know, you could like you could ball out in practice. But what do you show in a game? Like when it's yeah. game time, like for these bubble guys?
2: Yeah.
1: What do you what do you show in the game? Do you have it? Do you? If you don't have it, obviously you don't belong. If you have it, you belong. Remember Kerry Hyder, yeah. like a few years ago? Yeah. He went week. off in the preseason. That, he ended up making the roster.
2: That week four preseason game versus the Bills. <laughs> I- ironic enough, it was versus the Bills, too. I mean, yes. that, he, he was huge, that game, man. I no, mean, I even, make, yeah. hey, remember two years ago, a guy that had a bad camp, terrible camp. We were talking about he could maybe be out the doors. Me and milk were just talking about this the other day. Mike Ford. Mike Ford was terrible that year in camp, and he balled out in Cleveland week four preseason. Showed he could play the nickel and the outside corner position In bald, Had a couple PBUs, just was very sticky in coverage. Ended up making the team from there.
1: Yeah. So, I don't remember Ford having a bad camp, but I'll take your word for it because you have a really good memory. I remember. I,
2: I regret <laughs> I, I, I said. I said at one point, oh, I think Mike Ford is an NFL player.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I, 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 he, he was bad, dude. He was working with the third team every, like, because I went to all the practices that year. He was with the third team all camp, yeah. and had a good, had a good week four game versus the Browns and made the team. Um, a I, I guy, like, I don't want to get too much into this preseason game because we're gonna do a whole preview show, but one guy I'm like really, really intrigued to see this preseason is is Deshaun Hand. I feel like he's getting a lot of praise from the coaching staff. He's gained a little more weight. I want to see what he could do now, and and this is year four for Deshaun Hand, so I want to see contract year for him. Contract year. I kind of want to see what Deshaun Hand has, because you know we obviously know the talent's there for Hand. Um, you know he has all the talent to be a very good defensive player, good rotational piece for this team. I'm I'm like really intrigued to see what he could do. He's getting a lot of praise from defensive line coach Todd Walsh. So, I don't know. Uh, Media saying he he seems like a different guy this year, more like focused and stuff. So I'm I'm intrigued to see what Deshaun Hand could do. I think. He, if he could have a big pre-season, preseason, he could have maybe a solid role to see him go into the season. Uh, before we end the show, who's one guy you're really intrigued to see outside besides rookies and stuff? Obviously, Sewell were intrigued. But, like, if you could choose one guy,
1: who are you really excited to see this preseason? Jeff Okuda.
2: That's my. That's a good one, too.
1: Yeah. Um. Like, we've, you guys have heard us talk about Okuda on this podcast. Some of us are high on him. Some of us are not. <clears throat> Malcolm. <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All jokes aside, though. Um. I still think Okuda has it. And in camp, he's probably, I think, like from everything I have read, he's been probably the MVP in camp, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Like the guy's been making plays, he's been a leader. Um, so I want to see that against non Lions teammates. Like they're playing the Bills, for example. If Stefan Diggs plays, or if Gabe Davis plays, or one of those guys Cole plays, Beasley, right, with,
2: potentially, yeah.
1: with Josh Allen. I want to see how he looks against Josh Allen. That would be a
2: good matchup. It, if I don't know if we'll see it, but Josh Allen and Diggs versus Akuda, I'm I'm in for that. That'd be that's a good test.
1: Diggs is more of a slot, but I wonder if the lines will have Akuda shadow wide receivers. I mean, you draft
2: that guy, the third overall pick. I mean, you was well, remember it
1: wasn't this. Regime. I know,
2: I know, I know. But like Akuda, but that Akuda is that talent though to yeah, shadow. Yeah, I think he He has, could. He has the I talent to shadow. Could. Yeah, like. I think that's his game in the NFL. That's why I was so confident in taking him at number three. I don't care what coaching right. staff is going to be coaching him. I think he could be a shadow in the nickel, the outside. Like Slay, he had a tough time in the nickel. I mean, he's a great corner, but he wasn't great in the nickel. Like, whenever he had to go in the nickel versus, like, Keenan Allen, you remember week two versus the Chargers? He was – he struggled I mean, badly. Yeah. Ke- I mean, it's Keenan, Keenan Allen. makes everyone look stupid. Keenan Allen's one of, stupid. one of the best runners in the NFL. But, you know, when, when when they start to put Slay in the nickel, you know, he struggled. But I think Kuda – I think he has a potential to be a good shadow of a corner in the NFL. And that's something I want to see, you
1: know, in these preseason games, just the season in general. Yeah, I want to see if they'll like keep him on one side or if they'll like have Okuda shadow a player. Or maybe like they want to get Okuda comfortable maybe later in the season. That's gonna be something I'll be paying like attention to.
2: I was just gonna say that I wouldn't be shocked if we see like maybe like the first half of the season that Akuda AO hey, maybe take a spot if they're healthy, let's assume. And then you know, if Akuda's impressing maybe they you know they challenge them say take the next step and let's let's see if you could shadow these like legit receivers or whatever you know
1: right yeah
2: all right again join us on friday we will be live before the preseason games we're gonna have more of this talk of talking some guys we're excited to see about that was just a quick glimpse preview of what we're you know excited about for this preseason versus the bills so tune in on friday on spotify green room before the game and then after the game you give the instant reactions of what we saw what we liked what we didn't like and you know danny campbell's first coach uh, game for the lions so that's gonna be exciting and with that then that's all it that's all we got if you guys enjoyed leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever you guys are listening it's always much appreciated and with that i'm out guys peace
1: all right guys i'm out peace